Welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from GTD Nordic. I'm Morten Rövik and I'm here with my friend and colleague Lars Roskil Hendriksen. Hello, Lars. Hi, Morten. Happy to be back once again, uh, this time with an episode that I know many of our listeners will really appreciate. For those of you new to this podcast, our goal is to support you in learning more about the GTD methodology so you can gain the benefits of a clear mind uh, being present with whatever you're doing and achieving stress-free productivity. And we really hope that you find these episodes valuable regardless of your experience with GTD. And if you're new or want a refresher, we always refer you back to episodes one through six for the basics of GTD. Now, today's, topics, uh, today's topic is based on a listener question from Manghil, who sent us a question about GTD and school teachers. So this is a, a rather large group of GTDers in my experience. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm virtual coaching two school leaders right now, uh, and it's a group that really benefits from, from GTD. Um, and luckily, we have the perfect person to talk about GTD for teachers because our managing director in Norway, um, Espen, has a teaching background. Isn't that right, Morten? That's absolutely true. And um, his, this episode is uh, an interesting one, both from a teacher's perspective, but also for those who want to to have a look behind the scenes of what really happens uh, when a teacher leaves the classroom. How do they really work? How do they get their stuff done? And he will debunk some of the myths um, of what you think a teacher do, uh, is doing when they're not in the classroom. So um, without further ado, here's Espen. And now our special guest. Today, I'm really happy to have Espen Age Hege here in studio to talk about GTD and teachers. And the reason Espen is here is because we've had a teacher reaching out to us asking questions about GTD in a teacher's perspective. Uh, the uh, the uh, listener in question <laughs> with the question is Magnil from Norway. So thank you for your question, Magnil. And, um, Espen, could you please give a brief introduction of who you are, who you were, and why are you here today? Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I live in Trondheim with my wife and three kids. I've been a teacher in the Norwegian Ungdomsskole, which has kids from 13 to 16 years old. It's been some years now, but I, I remember very well how it was. Back then, I didn't know about GTD, uh, but I really wish I had. Um, I would have done things differently. I would at least as a new teacher, I had some tools and tricks that would help me prioritize stuff and and do the right things at the right time. Now I'm uh, the managing director of uh, Productive Norge. I teach GTD instead of French and English, which was my subjects uh, back then. And I'm looking forward to sharing some advice about how to use GTD as a teacher with you all. Okay, good, good. So Espen, most of us, you know, our encounters with teachers is in the classroom. Um, many of us don't know um, what goes on in a teacher's head or in the reality after they, um, you know, when they walk out of the classroom and what happens after. Could you paint us a picture on how, you know, a teacher's everyday life would look like um, back in your day? And maybe I'm sure this is that haven't changed a lot today. Can you give us an overview of how it was and how it, you know, what's a, a, the teach, a teacher's day? Yeah. Um, the first thing I, I remember is is that there's a great deal of, of unplanned work. 
there are stuff happening that you don't know uh, that you've uh, forgotten perhaps uh, or that someone else has forgotten to tell you about suddenly there's an assembly uh, all the students needs to need to show up in a different place or a student is sick or a co-worker is uh, has called in sick there's a crisis with one of the students uh, something doesn't work as planned and uh, and I remember as a teacher I had to be become really good at uh, tossing all the plans out the window and just doing something else because that was what uh, that day demanded um, but of course also there's <clears throat> there's several uh, deadlines often often short deadlines you need to plan uh, tomorrow's uh, session in English or math before you're actually there with the students so so every week there are new deadlines new things that need to be prepped and planned uh, often you have tasks that uh, that has only uh, you know a one day uh, horizon of time to to finish it you you finish one math class and you have the next one the day after and you need mm -hmm. to do some preparing before then and mm -hmm. then there's as you mentioned uh, the grading of of homework when we, we spoke earlier uh, there are often piles uh, at the end of the uh, end of term end of semester that needs to be graded uh, so that the students get their their grades in time for for summer holidays and and, and christmas holidays hmm and uh, if you're going to paint a picture of, you know, the picture you saw in the, you know, the teacher's, you know, office space, lounge room, I don't know what you call that, uh, but where the teachers are after they go from class, would, would you say that people are, you know, at all times low shouldered or do they have a little stress in their work? Um, definitely uh, some stress in their work. <laughs> The way I remember it uh, and the way I've, my friends are, are talking about their, their days right now is that, well, when you always need to change your plans, uh, that alone creates stress because you, you wanted to do something a certain way uh, and uh, and you can't because something has, has shown up or has happened. Mm -hmm. So that increases stress. And of course, you always want to do the best by your students. You want them to have a good day you want them to have to learn what they should learn not only in the subjects but also in relation with others and 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 you know at least in in the unum school uh, there's a lot of stuff happening in the in the teenagers uh, minds and bodies and and you really want to help them hmm. and uh, and that causes stress as well because there's not always a lot you can do and mm. it could it can be difficult to find out what you can do because your head is so full of all the other things, all the all other open loops that that are, are pulling on your psyche. Okay, so so that is a good introduction to how you know how it is to be a teacher with all the ambiguity and uh, uh, unpredictability that you are facing. So so if you're going to take your knowledge on how it was to be a teacher, if you were ever going to go back teaching uh, in uh, the same grades that you you did before. Um, uh, the same levels what what would you change in your um, you know what 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 would you what aspects of gtd would you take with you into into uh, this this reality how would you recommend mangnil to take this um, into her reality 
Well, um, actually, since I since I now use GTD every day, I think the first thing I would do is to would be to teach the students to use it uh, because uh, I can see how how much it helps. So so I would just you know teach them some tricks for how to to uh, to have have better days, to have have more overview and and control over their days, uh, definitely. Mm-hmm. But uh, but that's that's a whole different subject. But uh, so so as a teacher, um, just. Uh, emptying your head uh, as often as possible, clearing your mind, writing stuff down. Uh, I, as a new teacher, I thought that I could keep things in my head. I just needed to become good at remembering. Uh, So I tried to remember that I needed to call that parent and that I needed to, you know, copy that uh, sheet of paper, print out that task. Um, and how did and that work, work out for you? It didn't work at all. <laughs> uh, so, so just you know, being really good at writing stuff down uh, until I actually can do something about it. Uh, that's been a life changer for me since I discovered GTD, and uh, and it would definitely change how I, how I approached teaching as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, when when the days are so. Um, busy but also that the plans are changing uh, quite fast uh, GTD would give me the the chance to to adapt quickly because I wouldn't need to rely on remembering uh, all the different things I needed to do I could just check my system hmm. so if if one set of plans went out the window I could a lot more easily and and certainly faster create new plans Hmm. and uh, and and a new agenda for the day things that just needed to to be done Hmm. Um, and i wouldn't plan so much in my calendar as i did back then Hmm. Uh, even though i knew that stuff would show up that i needed to deal with i still i had days packed with meetings and classes and Hmm. uh, and stuff that absolutely had to be done that day and and then of course the plans go out the window because uh, <laughs> the the map didn't fit the terrain at all so oh. so i would have a lot more open space in my calendar for mm. for dealing with the uh, unexpected things yes, yes. The, the, the the people uh, listening to this might not be uh, familiar with the, this kind of thinking but everything every, th- every uh, responsibility you take on yourself or or um, commitment you make to yourself or others that are broken is uh, you know making you feel you don't master your reality and your life so if you put it, put something in a calendar you don't do you need to move move it or delete it or something it will feel that you are letting somebody or yourself down so the, um, mm-hmm. really really important <coughs> to have enough space for the unexpected in your in your calendar I mm-hmm. totally agree so but how would you how would you I'm just uh, for, curious from a GTD perspective that you know we talk about active pro- projects projects on your projects list you have someday maybe projects or um, and then you might have projects on hold would you would you recommend people uh, that starts with GTD to to look at the different projects as uh, you, where, that you can move them between these three categories or delete them if they kind of like totally was lost yeah definitely and and I also think you know from a teacher perspective I've had a lot of questions from other teachers you know how do you define those projects you know what is a project uh, in, in you know in a teacher uh, 
you know, frame of mind. Um, what should, should you make every class a project? Uh, should, uh, should every student be a project? Uh, and, and my response is, is probably not, uh, you should avoid, you know, being too detailed, but, uh, oh. perhaps, uh, an overall theme, um, in in math like algebra could be a project i'm now teaching algebra for six weeks or eight weeks or 12 weeks that's a project i want and i want this to happen by the end of of that time mm. or you know second grade math could be a project as well you know the entire school year mm. what we say is that a project shouldn't be longer than one year and the school year is is definitely within that mm. but uh so so with that kind of thinking, then then definitely some projects would be on hold or on you know a someday maybe list because you think you you see that oh the students are struggling with this theme, mm. um, how can I fix that? Uh, I can't do it now because now we're working on something else. But I would I will put it on my someday maybe list. Perhaps mm. capture some thoughts uh, about how to to address this issue uh, and I will find it there uh, when I when I review and, and make sure I'm doing the right stuff. Mm. Uh, so, so what would be projects like for, for example, so, you know, you'll have your personal <coughs> projects of course, but your work related teacher projects, you will just have the, the subjects there as projects or? Yes, yeah, subjects or themes. So, so I would suggest either, you know, do math uh, or you know teaching math to to my second graders as a as a project because you you have the you have the curriculum you know uh, the you know the government has set what you what you're supposed to get through so so that's really all you know the framework is there hmm. uh, or you could divide it and make it make it make it a bit more detailed and say you know divide it by theme so the 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 algebra for instance would be a, a theme in math or mm. uh, learning the alphabet in Norwegian or English class uh, could be a project uh, but the basic thing is uh, a project shows up when things are not on track mm. so if you your fo- horizon of focus is something like I need I'm teaching math I'm teaching English I'm teaching PE then if that's not on track, you have a project there, you have something you need to do. And that's also the case for many, many teachers are what we call contact letter. They have the mm-hmm. general responsibility for, for a group of kids mm-hmm. uh, beyond, you know, subjects and classes. And, and that's the same if, if everyone, every, everything's on track and you're happy with uh, the way everything works out, then there's no projects in that focus uh, horizon of focus but but if it's not on track if someone is if you're worried about one of the students yes. or kids mm. then then you have a project and exactly. you need to find out when when is that project finished what needs to be true for that to to you know be off my list or out of mm. my head uh, and start uh, creating next actions mm. Great, great, and this this um, uh, I, I mean, I'm just I, I I love what you're saying now, and it kind of makes total sense to me because everything that's not on track should be a project. Um, 
and and something that will bug you or will you know move into your brain should also be captured and clarified and and um, made a project uh, but how would you how would you g- give me some examples i'm just curious to know how would you solve like making decide outcomes for your projects like if you're going to teach math to your second graders what would be your decide outcome for that well um i would unless there was something you know uh, some some case or some special needs uh, in that class if it was mm-hmm. just general class uh, uh, teaching math i would just i would look at the the state curriculum saying mm-hmm. okay what do they need to know by the end of this year or the the school plans the, all schools have made plans for what they want to teach each year mm-hmm. and and that would be the desired outcome you know mm. we encourage people to to think big you might not think you you'll have time to do it all but uh, but but act as if you you might mm. and and desired outcome would then be um uh, finish the uh, all the all the you know requirements for for second grade math uh, mm. by the end of year mm-hmm. um and that would, you know, continuously create next actions. Uh, for mm-hmm. you need to plan this. You need to plan the next uh, session. You need to find good ways to do that, and you know, use your your teacher's degree to to find out how to to actually <laughs> achieve that uh, mm-hmm. and and solve that project or problem. So, uh, and and that would look differently i think from from an experienced teacher to someone that's that's new uh, in a job mm-hmm. i know when i was new i i needed to plan every single uh, hour every single time i was i needed to go into the classroom and meet the students it had to be planned like minute to minute mm-hmm. uh, but at just before I, I left teaching to do something else, I, I didn't need to do that. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of it could could be on cruise control. Uh, and then, as with GTD, if if it's on track, then you don't need to to do anything more about it. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's on track, you need, don't need to track it. Yes. <laughs> good, good, good play on words. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 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 don't feel that you need to, you know, capture everything or plan everything. But uh, you but have capture, to capture everything. Yeah, but yeah. but you don't have to plan not, everything. But not the things that that you know are on track. That if you've never planned how you start your math class, for instance, if you just want to wing it, go into the classroom and see what happens, then you can still do that with GTD. You are you telling to- me teachers are <laughs> winging it? <laughs> yes, <laughs> and that's a good thing. <laughs> they see what happens in the classroom and they go from there. Okay, good, uh, good. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, plan as much as you need to. Don't make it everything too detailed, uh, not too vague. You know, find that sweet spot in between when you when you feel that well, this is actually helping. When I spend some time beforehand planning in this way, thinking about what is the next action, what is my project right now, this helps me do the right things uh, mm. in in throughout the day, throughout mm. the week. Then then you've found the right, you know, the sweet spot, mm. so to speak. Okay, so, and, and for those of you who are seasoned GTDers listening to this, this does not come as a, as a surprise to you that you should, uh, if things are out your, outside your brain or outside your thoughts, it's handled enough. Uh, don't go overboard. Don't, you know, t- totally plan absolutely everything. 
but enough to let things stay out of your head so you can be present and uh, creative and problem solving in the moment. This is our what we are striving for. So you have the freedom to do what you want to do, focus on what you want and uh, things don't um, take your, your mental capacity and use it for something else than what you're doing right now. So good. Any any tips, practical tips you would like to give our listeners that are teachers that would like to, you know, um, in addition to what you just mentioned, how to, you know, plan your projects and track them? Well, um, I think the teachers, uh, more than people that have, you know, a, a, an office job or sitting by a desk uh, all the day, uh, would gain a lot from really thinking about their contexts you know what we suggest that you sort your next actions by context where are you at which tools do you have available and i think as teachers you have um, a lot of or some different context than than many of the rest of us for instance i've heard teachers say that they have a you know powerpoint context things that they need to make a presentation and that happens fairly often they have many you know next actions that involve them being in the the PowerPoint program. So, so that is a context for them or mm-hmm. they, they check emails. So, uh, relatively rarely compared to those of us who check it maybe three or four times a day, they perhaps can do that one time a day. So mm-hmm. they have a context called email mm-hmm. things they need to reply to or send out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's also the case for, you know, if you use it's learning or fronter or, or any of the you know learning management systems that could be a context as well so so i think it would be worth checking out for many that you know to actually have software as a context Mm. Um, because uh, and of course in the classroom uh, could Mm. be a context if if you're in one classroom most of the time if you're in several different classrooms then then perhaps make a anywhere anywhere at school (laughs) context instead and um and, and otherwise, you know, use the you know, laptop context, uh, the the agenda context as a teacher. I have, I would use that for both uh, colleagues, uh, my you know the boss, principal, and also parents and students. You know, if there yeah. are uh, some parents or some students that you you talk to a lot, that you have a lot of communication with over a period of time, then then make an agenda list for mm. for those people and and write down everything you need to to bring up in in some way mm. so wow. you won't feel pressured to to send an email every time you, every time you remember something you can <laughs> leave it on hold until until you meet again yeah so would you use that also for the the this uh, classes slash subjects you you teach like if you want to raise something special at uh, you know class 2a yeah, uh, as a, you know, contact letter, as we call it in, in Norwegian, I, mm. I would do that, you know, for your group of, you know, 15 to 20, um, perhaps students mm. uh, that are your responsibility in a, in a wider capacity than just teaching them math or English. Mm. Then, yeah, I would have an agenda list for them. You know, what do what do we need to talk about when we meet usually once or twice a week for, mm. you know, that. Like what you uh, need to uh, inform them about what yeah. is new. Hmm. Cool. Definitely. And also if some of the students throughout the week bring up something that you think, oh, this would be great to, to talk about next time we, ha- we have them all, you know, gathered together, mm. instead of trying to remember it, uh, you could just write in an uh, agenda list and, and it will be there for you when, you when you're there. 
Good. Well, um, we're ending. Uh, we're at the ending point with 22 minutes recording here. We're trying to keep it uh, short and brief and to the point. And I, I think we've um, covered a lot of ground now. And I hope that the teachers out there will appreciate uh, your thoughts and um, be taking the time for doing this. And uh, I have for one now a better understanding of how a teacher's life really is beyond the classroom. Uh, so thank you so much for coming, Espen. This has been a treat. Thank you for um, talking to us about this. And um, any sign-off words for the teachers? Do, do you recommend them to try GTD? Or? <laughs> it's <laughs> kind of like... Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, my ending thought could be something like, uh, you know, if you're wondering about what is in it for you, um, I would encourage you to think back to to your meeting with with your students. Are you always present when you meet them? Are you always there mentally, yeah. uh, or is your head filled with other kind other open loops? Things you know that staff meeting that just happened, or that email from the other parent. Mm. Um, so when you have all these open loops in your head, you you won't be able to be as present with mm. your students and give them that kind of attention that that you really want to. Mm. So uh, that's really my my you know uh, final words. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what Good. you gain by GTD is is the ability to always be present uh, mm. whenever you want to, uh, and that's really changed my life. Good. Good. Okay. Thank you so much, Espen, and. Um uh, good luck with your teaching of GTD in the in the future. We, uh, some of you might know that Espen and I work together, uh, but he's a really good uh, GTD teacher as well as a as an elementary school or what you call that. What would I call elementary school? Upper secondary in British or ah, you know, high school. In, high school. In okay. Okay. So a little more. Okay. High school. Um, probably is more correct for us than okay not primary okay i don't have i don't know anything about schooling in english sorry but thank you so much for for attending and so much for uh, thank you so much for uh, your tips and tricks for teachers and uh, i hope this was uh, beneficial for you teachers out there thank you for having me okay thank you Great stuff from Espen, really interesting stuff. I know a lot of people in Denmark, a lot of teachers, but also, you know, all of us in general really benefit to, to learn more uh, when, when we get the perspectives of how individual groups of people actually work their, their GTD system. So a lot of good stuff from Espen. Yeah, I think so too. So I hopeful, uh, I'm hopeful that this has been valuable for you, the listener. You have some more insights about GTD and what a teacher do when they're not in the classroom. So... Um, where can you find more information about us, Lars? As usual, uh, leading out of this podcast, uh, I refer you to gtdnordic.com, where you will find all of our country websites in the Nordics. You will find links to our Facebook groups, LinkedIn. Uh, you will find the meetups there. You will find a lot of articles, newsletters. Uh, our new virtual offerings are all there. And for those of you outside the Nordics, we recommend that you go to gettingthingsdone.com to find your local franchisee uh, on that website. Um, and as usual, we hope that you find this episode valuable. And if you do, we really appreciate if you share the podcast with a colleague or rate us on iTunes. Yeah, great. And until next time, stay productive, stay safe. And uh, looking forward to you listening to us next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye, everyone.